0: Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the signs behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. We are live, sexy fit babes. We are here with I'm gonna call her membership babe Megan or Membership Megan. Um, she is someone who I am so excited from the hot and healthy membership to come on the show because the backstory is I actually, I mean, obviously I've seen Megan in the membership, my dietitian team has seen Megan in there, but there was, you know, a few weeks ago, I saw some comments from members and Megan, before I even comment anything or before any of the dietitians comment anything, Megan was literally trying to hype up these other members in post around not seeing progress, the scale and fluctuations and in her words not mine, I need to, you know, let let her tell the story, but you know, she was just talking about like not getting in your head, trusting the process, sharing that it took time, but you know, look how much weight I've lost so far. And I saw all these comments from Megan. And I'm like, we need to have Megan on the podcast immediately. Then flash forward her accepting to come on the podcast. She's posting her progress photos in the community. She is like doing the damn thing. So now we are blessed here with Megan, where we're going to talk about not only the realizations that came for her to be able to comment on those members posts that were really struggling, but two, her own journey, because her journey hasn't been an overnight success. No one's journey is an overnight success. And that's really important for you guys to hear this message. So. Without further ado, welcome Megan. Oh my gosh, thank you. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so pumped. And okay, full transparency, guys. Right before I pressed record, Megan was about to say something, and I'm like, wait, we have to talk about this on air. So, you know, going back to the beginning, you know, the, not the very beginning, but the beginning of your journey with going on the podcast today, right? Mm-hmm. You were commenting on these posts and you were about to kind of talk about some of your reflections about seeing posts from other members in our community who are sabotaging themselves or not realizing what else needs to change or mm-hmm. you know, really getting in their head with the scale. So without further ado, what were you going to say to me? So you can share it with the world now. Yeah,
1: it's funny. So I feel like it's taken me so long to get to where I am today, where I feel like I finally have like a good grasp on what it is that I need to do. And so now I really do like sharing my own experience with other women in the membership. And to be honest with you, I feel like like I can't speak to how you feel seeing some of the posts in the membership, but I almost get frustrated seeing other women kind of posting like, a week two weeks three weeks into their journey and just feeling so frustrated that they're not seeing any movement on the scale and ready to throw in the towel like some of them are like I don't you know I don't think this is for me I think I'm gonna quit and I'm like you're three weeks in I I didn't see any movement on the scale for like three weeks at all um and I'm 20 weeks in now 21 weeks in and I've only seen I don't know seven and a half pounds on the scale um but it almost makes me so like frustrated because i wish i could just like give them in part all of the like wisdom that i've gained over honestly years now of fixing my relationship with food and fixing my relationship with my body and through tsn i'm just like i wish i could just like download all of the things that i have in my own brain and like see you do this and see you succeed but Um, you know, obviously everybody is in their own timeline and everybody has to come to a place where they like make these realizations for themselves. Otherwise it's not going to stick. Um, and everybody's in a different place with that. But yeah, I just, I really, I really enjoy like supporting other people in the membership now because I just, it means so much to me, the fact that I'm here.
0: And I'm sure it almost further reinforces what you need to remind yourself of because it's so easy to honestly go for the quick fix when you're frustrated. Right. But I mean, we're going to get to your progress photos, but it is really true. It's not upsetting, but it's sad to me, whether it's even in one of TSN's programs or even just on the internet, when I see women wanting to give up because they didn't achieve their goal before a certain timeline and, or, you know, mm-hmm. it's a week, it's a month. I mean, you know, I want you to see progress. Yeah. We all want you to see progress, but when you are so unrealistic and You're also fixating on the wrong things. It's only going to hold you back because, yeah, you might do something and tweak something because it's your gut reaction when the result's not coming really quick. But guess what happens after that? You just gain the weight back. You don't even see the results that you're looking for in the first place. So you're just repeating this dieting cycle when in reality, if something isn't working, it's not like always like the plan Sometimes it's the execution. Sometimes it's patience. Sometimes it's what you don't even know, which I know is part of the wisdom that you've gained over these past years too. I wanna actually go a little bit further back. So I know we're talking about all the membership stuff in these comments that obviously got you here today, but I wanna go before that in terms of what even made you join the membership? Where, what were you doing before? And I, and I actually love asking the question, what what are you doing before? Because so many women have different answers on the diets and the approaches and mm-hmm. all the different things that they've tra- done to try to lose weight. So what was your journey like before you obviously started to make these really sustainable lifelong
1: changes? Yeah. So, I mean, I could go back <laughs> Honestly, I could go back so far. I've know. never really had like, Like when I was five years old, I went to Weight Watchers for the first time. (laughs) No, but I I feel like, you know, I was pretty fortunate in my childhood and everything to have like, you know, my parents. I I had a pretty good relationship with food with like in my family and everything. Um, that was fine. But basically, um I kind of came to a place in like my early twenties and like I guess late teen years, um, where I just had a horrible relationship with food, with my body, with everything. And like honestly, my mental health was just so poor when it came to um, my body image and all of that, and I like had developed kind of some restrictive eating habits. I think in my late teen years, because that was just like what I was seeing all the time. I remember on social, like what social media was when I was in my late teen years, was like oh, that photo that was going around that was like, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. And I had that as like my inspiration photo for when I got hungry and I didn't want to eat. Like I was so restrictive Mm. and um, I was exercising so much. And I definitely saw weight loss and I saw results with that. Obviously, I was like really severely restricting myself. Um, But my mental health just like kept going further and further south. And so basically what happened was I, I got into nursing school and I met my now husband at like about the same time. Love it. Yeah. Right. When I started nursing school, I was like, I should probably not be getting into a serious relationship and just focus on my school. But I was like, here we go. And now (laughs)
0: we're married.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We made it. We made it like probably the hardest years of my life um, in nursing school. But yes. um, But I think it was like the combination of being in school and like getting into a relationship where you're eating out all the time. I was like eating the same portions as him because I didn't have any concept Mm -hmm. of like what my own nutritional requirements were. I just, Uh, I just had no concept. I'd never tried to actually learn about it. I was going to say, we call that
0: boyfriend portion. Yeah,
1: exactly. I just kind of adapted to the environment that I was in. And looking back now, I'm like, you know, we would go out every weekend to eat at a restaurant, and I would eat these huge portions, I'd have like a glass of wine, and then we would pick up a bottle of wine for home, plus maybe some chips, plus maybe some candy, and you'd have like a fun Friday night, but it was like all centered around food. And so that's kind of how our relationship went. And then obviously, nursing school was just like very stressful. Yeah, I had like very limited time to take care of myself, or that's what I thought anyways. And so obviously, I gained quite a bit of weight through that time. Um, But because I had never addressed my previous like mental health problems with my body image, um, it really like it really, really went to a very kind of dark, (laughs) a dark place. It was like a very sad time of my life. And I kind of had a wake up call because honestly, like I, it's hard to talk about, but I had a moment where like, I had this thought that I didn't want to be alive anymore because I didn't want to be in my own body. Oh my goodness. Um, and that like scared, really scared me because I had let my mental health get to this point where like, I just hated myself so much um, that I would rather like not be alive than be in my body. And it, that was so sad because I had so many, so many things in my life that were worth so much more than what I looked like. Yeah. Um. So that was really profound. And I, it scared me into, into saying like, I need to address this. I need to address my relationship with food. And so that's when I discovered um, intuitive eating. And I actually really enjoyed listening to your podcast on intuitive eating because it kind of reflected a lot of like what I thought at the time. I thought, you know, if I learn intuitive eating, maybe I'll actually like lose some of this weight. That was always like a hope in the back Mm. of my mind. Oh, I'm so glad you're opening up about that because sometimes I share
0: that stuff and people are like, of course, intuitive eating is just for, you know, being intuitive. But I'm like a lot of women, I swear, think it's for weight loss. And it's, it's kind of how we yeah. on social media right now. So it sounds like you didn't just pursue intuitive eating for weight loss. It obviously was for mental health, fostering positive body yeah. image, all of those amazing things. But you kind of had this in the back of the mind, like, you know, if I did this, oh, maybe I'll just lose all this weight if I did intuitive eating.
1: Yeah. I thought like, you know, I always had this kind of end goal of being like, Perfectly in tune with my own body and like perfectly in tune with what I, what my nutritional needs are and everything. And that's kind of what intuitive eating, like, maybe not in its truest sense and people who really understand it, but I feel like that's kind of how it's sold on social media with people who, who do intuitive eating. They're like fixing their hormones or they're fixing their whatever. And it's just this like kind of superficial like understanding of it. But essentially, I I dove into intuitive, intuitive eating. I learned that hey, probably won't lose weight on this, but that's okay. I came to a place where I was actually comfortable with gaining weight. Oh, wait, can we stop there for a second, Megan? That's huge. I
0: was comfortable gaining weight. I can't tell you how many people, not that I want anyone to gain weight when they want to lose weight, Yeah, but it sounds like you were really aware and mature, especially everything that you've gone through, that you had to heal and create some really good balance with your nutrition and mental health mm-hmm. to
1: then pursue fat loss. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So looking back on my whole journey, um, the analogy that I actually use for it is like, it's kind of like a pendulum. Like I, The further you pull the pendulum back, the further it has to go back to swing to be able to settle in the middle. Oh, oh I love that visual. That's great. Yeah. And so- I felt like I was restricting so much. I was like pulling this pendulum back as far as it could go. And I had to, you know, I had to go fully in the other direction to be able to heal my relationship with food. And now I'm at this place where I'm like happy and I'm just kind of like sitting in the middle and I'm a lot more like at ease, but yeah. So I had to, I had to gain weight. I gained, I gained more weight obviously, but I was like really, trying to like address the fears that I had around food that I knew were really irrational, like just around like some of our fun foods that I never allowed myself to have. And it was like, well, what actually, what actually is in that food? And what is the nutritional makeup of that food? And why am I so afraid of it? You know, so I was learning like, okay, what's the difference between a donut and eating a banana, for example. And so I actually like, I learned so much about like the nutritional value of food during that time because I think I had to in order to like address those fears and like break it down. Like a donut's okay, it's just sugar at the end of the day, but it's not going to probably keep me full for long or like keep me satisfied for a long time.
0: That's that rational hot girl food mindset. Wait, uh w- bringing some positivity to the conversation. though? No, <laughs> literally, like that is huge. The jam-packed wins like for everyone listening to this right now. Holy shit. Like you are sharing so much stuff that literally, as you've seen, like will take years for women to know. Truly.
1: And like, let me be honest, this did take years. Yeah. This was like it was like over a course of years. And it's only really looking back on it that I can appreciate how far I've come, you know. Um, and I don't think I could see that in the moment, but every step that I've gone through, I think it's like very necessary to like where I am yeah. now. Yeah. So Basically, kind of like addressed all of those food fears and all of that. Gained weight, and then it was actually because I had started following like intuitive eating dietitians on social media. I started changing like what I was seeing on social media. I started following more like body positive creators or like self love creators because I that's what I needed to see. And so I was following a lot of those people, and I got into like as much as I was healing my relationship with food. I got into this very black and white headspace that was essentially like all dieting is bad, all intentional weight loss is bad. Every time I saw somebody promoting, like, not promoting intentional weight loss, or even fat loss dietitians on social media, I was like, "You're <laughs> teaching people not to love themselves." Yeah, literally, I, you know I'm walking billboard for you- that. <laughs> yeah, my whole belief system over the last like four or five years has just been. I don't know. It's just completely been turned on its head, you know. I really embraced this like idea that if I want to feel like I'm I'm happy with my relationship with food for my whole like the whole rest of my life, then there's no timeline on it. There's no there's no time crunch for this. Like I have my whole life to actually figure this out, and that was really freeing. Actually, um, it really took a lot of like the pressure off of having a like, you know, having a good way in on a good, quote unquote, good way in on the scale or like a low way in on the scale. It kind of like took that pressure off because I was like, okay, well, there's always tomorrow. (laughs) Like there just was never, like there was never this feeling like I had to figure it out by a certain time anymore. It was like, this is actually just my life now. Yeah.
0: And then, and also I think too, like a lot of women, I, it's so funny. I just recorded a podcast episode on like overeating in the weekends. And I was candidly talking to a client about this before I even recorded the episode, how like, we're so good during the week, the weekends we get off track and where I'm going with this is, you know, a lot of women who struggle with like the weekends, for instance, they they want to take a break. They want to tap out from their weight loss goals. Cause they actually haven't fallen in love with their diet. Yeah. And what you're saying is like, there is no break. This is my life, right? There's going to be better days. There's going to be worse days. But like when you're constantly looking for the next break to the diet that you're following, I'd argue that that's a, that's a fad diet. Like it's normal to have ebb and flows, but like when it's so starkly different and the scale is dictating how you show up today, like that's, that's you reacting That's not you living. That's not you embodying this and genuinely, genuinely liking this. Yeah. And everything you're saying, Megan, is like you have genuinely fallen in love with being the fittest, healthiest version of yourself. And that's not a diet. That's a way of living. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I I do feel that way. I think even within my journey within TSN, I've gone through different phases. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Let's
0: walk through these phases. And I think this would be really helpful too, especially for women in any sort of program that are trying to lose weights. Cause you know, I think we think we get the plan. And I always say this: we get the plan. Ah, we're 20 pounds down. But it's like, what's the roadmap yeah. to how we get there? be, sometimes we have to build the foundation. Sometimes we have to undo diet culture. Sometimes we lose two pounds a week and we do that consistently, but then, Oh, we stop losing it. So we have to up-level, we have to tweak. So walk us through that journey and like what those phases are. I love it.
1: Yeah. So I feel like I've been on this journey for like two, probably two years now, actually. So like long before I even decided to start the membership, I was kind of like, I was following your Instagram page. I started listening to the podcast. I have listened to every episode of this podcast and the podcast helped me like immensely. So I first started doing that and I would just listen to a podcast episode on my way to work every day. I had a really long commute when I lived back in Vancouver. And so I turned on the podcast and I kind of let it be like my motivation going into work today. Like I'm going to be in a hot and healthy mindset. And I was like doing this thing. And so I was like following, you know, the basics. I was like, okay, like let's, you know, figure out my calories. I was probably in the same range that I was actually given by the, by the like team TSN when I actually joined the membership. So that was good. Which is good
0: by the way, we shouldn't be like, usually, and this is good for women to hear, like a lot of times, even like when I'm coaching clients, You could have a calorie range that's pretty darn close to what I'm recommending to you, but it's the doing it. That's the hardest part. (laughs)
1: That's the hardest part, right? So like, and that was the hardest part because I didn't have the tools. Like I didn't have all the tools that I got within the membership, like the spreadsheet tracker, all of that kind of thing. I hadn't learned that I wasn't supposed to subtract my exercise from my calories, for instance, before I joined the membership, I made it, this was like two years ago. I made it so complicated on myself. I would, it was so funny looking back on it now, like knowing what I do now with this, but I would take like my total calories for the day and then the calories minus my exercise. And I would average Mm -hmm. those out and then find my average for the week. So I was doing all these extra calculations with my average calories. It was crazy. And so obviously it was way too much work. And I got to a point where like, I was pretty successful with just that. Actually, I lost like 10 pounds at that point, but it was way too complicated. I wasn't able to actually keep doing it. So I got tired and I got like burnt out with doing it. And so I kind of was like, well, I've lost 10 pounds. I'm happy with this. I'm just going to like go back to the way that I was eating before. And I hadn't learned all of my lessons.
0: Oh, okay. So you lost 10 pounds. You went back to how you're eating before, because yes. let's be real. Most women, not, not TSN fit babes and you babes listening to the show, but most women are like, you know, I'll address the food issues at the end
1: of when I lose the weight. But it's like, if you go back to eating how you weight before, you're going to gain the weight back. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what happened. I gained the weight back and then some, like a couple pounds, you know, not Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like crazy, but I was basically back at like my heaviest weight before I started completely. And it was, I think it was like May of last year. So. I went to a friend's wedding. Actually, this was like my this was my wake-up call. I went mm. to a friend's wedding and like a couple of days later, so I bought myself this dress. I was like not feeling good about my body, but I bought myself this dress that was like really flowy and I felt so good in it. I was like super confident. I felt so good in this dress. And then a couple of days later, she got like her previews back from her wedding photos. And the It's
0: always the wedding photos. (laughs) I swear. Every time someone shares these stories, it is
1: photos. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this, I, I still, I still have like a bit of a resentment towards this wedding photographer because I feel like they just did me dirty in this photo, honestly. Oh my God. What did they do? Okay. It was so bad. So, so the angle, like it was the worst. It's the worst photo I think I've ever seen of myself ever, ever. I texted it to a friend and I was like, do I look like this? Like, is this actually what I look like? And it like, it was just the worst photo of myself I've ever seen. Not even like the angle of my body, but like the facial expression I was making at the time I was like, and she just said to me, like, if I was a professional photographer, I wouldn't have included that in the like wedding photos that I gave to them. So anyways, it was just this terrible photo of me, but it really plummeted my confidence because I had gone into that event feeling really confident in this dress that I had bought, that I was so excited about, that made me look and feel really good. And then that was the only photo that came of that whole entire event. And it really shattered me at that point. And and it was even worse because it was like, oh, I had, I had gotten to where I felt good before that and I gained it back. And here I was like feeling okay. But like, anyways, it was just this real like kick in the gut. And so at that point in time, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to start this again. I'm going to start TSN again. I'm going to do it again. I did it once. I can do this again. I did that through the summer and it di- it wasn't working. Like the, the way that I was doing things just wasn't working. It was making it too complicated. Still, it wasn't allowing for like, you know, as much flexibility as I have now. And so, um, yeah, it was probably like, I was just struggling with that pushing through until about the end of November. And it was beginning of December that I was like, you know what? I think I need help with this. And I think I just need extra support. And I know there's something here that I'm not quite doing right. And I just don't know what that is. And it should be easier. Like, I think it should be easier than what I'm making it into. I want to ask you, why do you feel like it should have
0: been easier? Because a lot of women, I find say that to me, but I think there might be women out there that think that sounds too good to be true Mm. because weight loss has always been really
1: complicated for them. So what made you be like, there is an easier way? Honestly, it was like listening to, it was listening to your podcasts and hearing about how like you were making small strategic tweaks to things rather than like these sweeping changes to change every single thing about a person's lifestyle all at once, which is what I was doing. I was trying to fix my diet and get an exercise routine in, and and drink more water, and get more sleep, and like change all these habits like all at once. I was trying to do it all at the same time, rather than in like small, slow increments. And I think I'd just been listening to your podcast for long enough to get that messaging over and over again. Like I needed to just drill. I needed it drilled into my brain over and over. You couldn't ignore it. Yeah. yeah, to be like, you know, I've I've heard what other women's stories have been and it sounds like it's easier than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> it sounds like it's less complicated and more manageable essentially. So it was it was really through like what I was already kind of learning that I was like, this isn't working for me. Like I'm not seeing the results and so something must be off here, but I just don't know what that is. So, yeah. Yeah, so it was like beginning of December that I decided to actually just fight the bullet join the membership and and invest in that for myself so amazing amazing and i know i'm flash forwarding a little bit
0: but you know obviously your comments on weekly weigh-ins we're going to talk about weigh-ins and you know really everything you've learned along your journey but I want to actually talk about progress photos because a lot of women, I mean, especially knowing all of the body image struggles that you have struggled with. Mm -hmm. And I I say, that I want to emphasize that because, you know, a lot of women who, you know, say, oh, like, you know, I don't want to take progress photos coming from, you know, someone at the end of their journey. It's really easy for me to sit here and be like, you know, take the progress photo. But for someone that really actively struggled for a long period of time with their body image to not just take progress photos, but then, ev- and have the confidence to post inside of the membership in a oh public my gosh. platform <laughs> you know, not on Google. Right. But like in a platform for many women, they're like, I could never be that person. So first and foremost, what inspired you to take progress photos? And then we need to talk about so much of why those progress photos are important because it is so crucial, especially if the scale isn't always moving, because I mean, your progress photos. You look so different, despite. I mean, I, I believe you're not even ten pounds down yet. No,
1: not even. Um, I think you're over 10 At <laughs> the time, I was yeah. At the time, I was seven pounds down when I took those progress photos, and I'm I'm a short. I'm five two, so like I think that it probably like I understand that it looks like a little bit more on my body probably, but yeah, I. I never thought that I would post progress photos in the membership. Honestly, I was like, no, I I'll keep them for myself. But like, I won't ever post them publicly. Yes,
0: and I just want a full disclosure for everyone. You don't have to post progress <laughs> photos. I never in any program would ever make someone do that. And I always like to say that because I think that really freaks out a whole bunch of women. So. Megan did this willfully by the way. Yeah, so absolutely. if you guys are inside don't feel pressure. No,
1: and and who knows like maybe I, I don't know if I ever will post another one, but who I don't know like how I'll, I'll be but like it was such a wake up call for me taking that progress photo because it kind of happened at a time so I I took my first one and I mean just I really was not in a great place, like didn't feel good about myself at all. Um so I took those first progress photos and I still felt like very vulnerable sharing those on the membership. That was like not easy. They were not easy to post. But basically, I decided to take another one. It had actually been like, I think it was at 19 weeks or something like that, or 18 weeks, like well into the program. And I was at a place where I was feeling frustrated because the scale had not moved for like a few weeks at all. And I was like, oh, I've, you know, it's been 19 weeks. And I like, I've only lost seven pounds. and that's even lower than the half a pound to two pounds per week. And I was just like feeling really kind of stuck. And I looked at myself in the mirror, like before I went to go and do my workout for the day. And I was like, actually, I'm going to just take a photo. I'm going to just take a photo right now and see, like, I'm, I'm just going to see what it looks like. And it wasn't until I like put it side by side with my first one that I saw like changes in my face. Like I had, I had not realized that like every ounce of you, truly Megan, from the
0: face to the arms, the stomach to like it all, it's like the fat loss is undeniable. Yes, crazy.
1: Like it was, it was crazy. And I was like, I had not noticed it in myself day to day because I live in my body day to day. I had not even like realized that. And my, my clothes might've been fitting a little bit differently, but like not a ton. I don't, you know, I didn't really notice it too, too much. I don't wear like, you know, I, I wear like stretchy leggings most of the time and, or like looser yeah. fitting things. So I wasn't really noticing it day to day. And so that's why I was kind of, Plus you can't like, see like all of your skin and
0: like those changes. And that's why, you know, being able to take progress photos and seeing what your real physique looks like. It's not just for like the vanity piece. It's for you to understand if you're making progress or not, because, you know, say that scale wasn't going down, but then you take these photos and you see all this progress. I mean, you came out a completely different person. You, you literally got so hyped up. You're like, damn,
1: like I am making progress. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, I wasn't even planning on taking a progress photo that day or anything like that. And I was, I really was just doing it just, I don't know, for curiosity or something. I I don't even really know what prompted me to do it. Um, But I was so glad that I did. I looked at it and I was like, this is wild actually. And even I could just tell, I could even see it in my facial expression. I looked miserable in my first photos, because I really was not happy and like not in a good space. And I just like felt like I could see a bit more of like a glowing to myself and like, more joy in myself. And like, I don't know, I just I looked more like me. And that was it was huge, actually. So that was why I chose to share it. I wasn't taking the progress photo with the intention of sharing it. It was really once I had this realization after that afterwards, I was sitting there looking at these photos. And I was like, I think other people need to see this because I wish I like, I wish I had seen that. And I think to be able to give that context, like I've been doing this for 19 weeks and haven't seen progress on the scale for three weeks. Like I've really only lost like a little bit of weight compared to some people. Um, but this is what it looks like. And that just proves to what we
0: always say, but it's easier to say something like you got to believe it. That's completely different. Right. And we can talk about fat loss being different than weight loss. We can talk about slow weight loss is not bad because if you're losing fat and building muscle at the same time, you're going to look different. Mm -hmm. But until you see it and you really embody it and you can believe it, You're you're still gonna go off of the scale, and I know that full heartedly as a dietitian. I mean, I've been in this space long enough. Jokingly, all all you babes out there listening to this, like (laughs) I know, no matter how many times I say it, you have to believe it, and you have to see it for you to believe it, and it takes moments like these where it's like a light bulb, life altering, not to be dramatic moment. Yeah, but it really is because it just completely will forever change your relationship to the scale. Yeah, It's not that we don't want the scale to go down. I mean, if you want to lose 50 pounds and the scale never goes down a pound, I mean, girl, like there probably
1: is something that we need to change. Yeah,
0: But ultimately, scale can't be the only measure of progress that has just such this chokehold on your self-worth on your journey mm-hmm. or you will Miserable. Mm -hmm. Replay that, guys. Like, you will be miserable if you only go off of the scale, and
1: that's really what you're saying, Megan. Yeah. No. Essentially, like that was that was my relationship to the scale before I joined TSN. Like, it had the ability to dictate whether or not I was going to have a good day that day. I would weigh myself in the morning, and I mean, throughout my like, you know, intuitive eating journey and all of that, I had actually just gotten rid of my scale. I I just threw it in the trash. Um, and that was the healthiest thing for me at that point in time. But yeah, it had the ability to like make or break my day essentially, or make me feel horrible about myself or just like determine if I was going to even go out of my house that day. Um, which is so silly. Oh, like it's, yeah. it's just so silly. And yeah, now like it's just funny to like look back on it and knowing what I know now and be like, how did I ever, how did I ever live like that? <laughs>
0: Yeah. And it's, I think we all have those moments too, especially for us. Very fortunate to have gone through the shit we've gone through to get to the other side. And I say that candidly because this, this episode right now, guys, is two women who have gone through the same things that you are experiencing. If you're not quite where we're at yet, Mm -hmm. this is normal. It's normal to be obsessed with a scale. That's what we're literally taught. Mm -hmm. It's it's normal to want to see it go down, but it's your relationship to how you respond to the scale when adversity comes up. Cause there is going to be times and points where Either you need a calorie adjustment or something else needs a change and, and the scale can help guide that. But yeah, once again, when it becomes such a powerful thing where it literally is dictating if you're not even, you know, what you're eating, but dictating if you're going outside of your home, like that's when it becomes to this extreme where that's not even what this journey is about, yeah. ultimately, right? Yeah. And you know, ultimately too, the the fact that you're looking at not just the progress photos and the fat loss, but the the confidence, the things behind the scenes that you as a person can really see within yourself between those two photos, I think that's really impactful too, because the woman on the left, if like we're looking at progress photos, right? The woman on the left that was really unhappy, her facial expression was different. Mm-hmm. Her confidence, how she showed up for herself was really different. And then now this version of you that, yeah, there's fat loss. But I think the other stuff behind the scenes is even cooler. You're happier. You want to go out. You want to put yourself out there. You're probably more confident, more secure. Mm-hmm. You're you know, wanting to do different things. Like it, It's like we focus on the weight, but it's really just the whole transformation. Like If you're just focusing on the weight, you're missing out on all of these other things that are also changing that are indescribable and actually why this journey is even important to you in the first place. When you think about the membership was there anything within the program or just anything in general that you've learned throughout this experience that has helped you make changes that you, whether through other diets or other iterations of your journey, you just weren't able to make those changes before Mm -hmm. to help specifically with weight loss. What were some of those things that you think that really helped you move forward and see those changes
1: there. I mean, there's a few, like there's a few things, but I remember listening to a podcast episode a while ago of, I forget, I forget which episode it was, but the guest that you had on had said, you know, I just decided that I was going to trust you. Whoever it was said, I was just, I just decided I was going to trust you with this. And that has like really stood out in my mind. And so when I started the membership, I had to force myself to slow down and actually follow the like month to month goals that you had set for the first like three months. So like mm-hmm. the first month was getting my calories in check and that was it. And there was like this real big part of me that was like, I want to work. I want to do my workouts. I want to get my workouts in. I want to go all in and do all of this and get my protein. You want to
0: download every single resource. Yeah. If you're like some of the other Yeah. I've <laughs> everything and do it all in a week. Yeah,
1: and and I guess because I had already been doing it for like a little bit on my own, I felt like I already knew what to do and so I was like, "Well, I I could mm-hmm. skip a few steps." And I was like, "Nope. Nope. I you're going to you're going to start from square one here and you're just going to trust the process and you're going to trust Lauren and you're going to trust team TSN and you're just going to slow it right down." And so that's what I did. I forced myself to just literally focus on the one thing at a time and that's what like really, really helped me to kind of like build on those pieces and be able to actually make it stick now because I wasn't trying to do too many things, you know? Mm, Yeah. So what I'm hearing is slowing down, actually following the roadmap
0: and not rushing the process. And honestly, I'm sitting here like, not that it was cockiness, but when you've tracked calories before, even lost 10 pounds before you're coming in and yeah, you've seen success before. And I think a lot of women can candidly relate to that. Like when you're not a full blown beginner, you're not learning what the word calorie means. Like you already have a decent smart foundation, right? Mm -hmm. It makes you want to adjust quicker. And yeah, you might be able to progress quicker in certain areas, But I think the big thing that actually holds people back who know a lot of information who have lost weight before is we try to rush that process. So for you, you actually had to really slow down and forcefully be like, you know what? I know I want to lift, you know, 150 pound squat, but like I I first got to do the 30 pound weights and and really build my way up just like you do in the gym. Like you really did that with the food piece. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it was, it was really like the roadmap um, that kind of helped me like scale that back. And, and in that way, I kind of had to abolish that like timeline that I had in my head. Like I had to get rid of like the fact that I wanted this to be faster and I was just going to take it back to the basics. And I, I was cocky for like a lot of it, actually. I think I, you know, I got overconfident even the first time because I had lost 10 pounds. I think I got overconfident with that. And I was like, I can probably just maintain this now. I couldn't. I like went, you know, obviously just like snapped back. But yeah, I think I got really overconfident. And I think what helped, like the way that that held me back as well was that I wasn't able to like hear feedback. And I've really tried to like work on that as well. Like even I think I had posted something in the membership about how I I was working out a lot more. And like, somebody from the team was like, well, why have you increased your exercise this much? Like, all of a sudden out of nowhere. And I was like, and you're like, wait,
0: I thought that was a positive thing. So it's almost like re hardwiring your brain yeah. because I feel like, so many women do the same thing where it's like, you think you're doing something positive for your weight loss goals. And it almost is like a gut intuition, like something hardwired in you to make these changes as you're losing weight. But then like, you may post it for us or, you know, in whatever program. And then it's like plot twist. It's not that we're saying it's bad, yeah. but we're like, Oh, like that's interesting what made you do that yeah and
1: it was because I was posting like I was posting to get a like a calorie adjustment because what had happened was I'd started working out so much again and I was just hungry all the time and it was actually because I wasn't eating enough protein anymore um and I wasn't focusing on that but so I posted in this adjustment thinking well maybe it would be okay if I actually increased my calories a little bit maybe I need to do that because I'm working out so much more and they were like wait a second why have you been increasing your exercise so much? And at the time I like almost pushed back against that. I was like, well, I just like working out. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. I feel good when I'm working out. Um, and then it took a few weeks and I was like, wait a second. I think I was working out so much because I just wanted like progress faster. And I was trying Mm -hmm. to do, I was trying to like outrun my diet a little bit. And I had started kind of creeping down that pathway again of like, I'm going to exercise more because I know my diet's not in check, and at the time, I wasn't Ooh, willing to hear it. So good, so
0: good. I can't tell you like the maturity that it takes to have that realization. I mean, if you want to increase exercise because you love exercise, you go, sister. Mm-hmm. For anyone out yeah. there, like that's great. We can just adjust your plan to ultimately get you still in the deficit. Obviously, make sure this is aligned. But I think what's incredibly powerful is you looked at your intention to why you did it. Mm-hmm. You were doing it to kind of cheat yourself Mm -hmm. out of the work that had to be done. So it wasn't just, okay, I love exercise. I'm trying to do more of it. It was, I'm going to add in more exercise because I want to see results faster. You know, calorie burn is so important. And, you know, my food's really difficult to change is what I'm hearing. So it's like, well, if I just add in more exercise, maybe I don't have to change as much is really what
1: I'm hearing. Yeah, that was absolutely it. And I think it was because I didn't know what was not working with my food. I didn't know what I needed to change. So I was like, I'm just going to throw in some more exercise. And, and then when I actually posted, it was like, Oh, Hey, but your protein is like all over the place. And so maybe that's why you're more hungry. And so I actually decided I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, they gave me permission to like increase my calories a little bit. And I said, I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to just try a couple other things first. Try increasing my protein, try increasing my fiber. And then literally like after I got that response, went out to the grocery store and bought myself some protein filled snacks and just started doing it again. Cause I was like, Oh, wait a second. I haven't been, I, I know I haven't been prioritizing protein because my snacks, like I used to eat cottage cheese with fruit in it and all that. And I was like, why did I stop doing that? Anyways, I ran out to the grocery store and got that. And then it was like, at the end of that week, I had already, I had lost another pound ah! and I was like, okay, ladies, <laughs> listen, this is important. Like. So often we are like
0: so frustrated, right? But it's the smallest little things that we may have even started to do at the beginning but those habits just creep away for whatever reason. It's normal. But like, this is living proof of literally something I see not just every week, every day with women and and weight loss. Like it's these little things that you just had to become a little more aware and boom, you lost.
1: I just needed, I can't, I just needed somebody else to like be able to see it. Because I think when you're like really in the thick of it, you're like not seeing those like kind of big picture details again. And I don't know, I was like starting to feel frustrated because I was like, I'm not losing weight. I'm not losing weight. It had been three weeks. And yeah, and then it was just this like tiny, tiny little thing where I was like, well, actually I'm going to swap out the like, the lighter snack of just like crackers that doesn't have any protein in it for my cottage cheese and my fruit again. And that is all I needed to do.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable. Now I want to ask you, and I think this will be such a good question to end off on. When you were in the community, you're still still in the community, but it's in the community and had this moment listening to the podcast too, where you're like, okay, I need to trust. How do you trust when you've never been successful at losing weight? And if anything, I'd say like your radar is up. The red flags are up, not hopefully within a program like this, right? You obviously are investing because you trust in it, but how do you trust and let go of that control also knowing the stakes are so high cuz you're not confident you're not comfortable with your body you are really frustrated you really want the scale to go down like your life depends on it how do you
1: trust how did you do that i think like i mean i think it was just realizing it's a tough question yeah yeah and i think it was just realizing that like i've i've tried things before and clearly it hasn't worked and so i don't have another option like this is what i have to work with now and then i think i also have a perspective because like obviously i'm a health like i'm a healthcare professional i'm a registered nurse and so i'm like i'm going to trust another professional i'm going to trust another like he- like essentially healthcare professional that has so much education on this and you know i expect people to trust me with my knowledge about things and so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find a professional who has literally been educated for years on this and I have no other choice. And so like that, I think that perspective also helped me to to follow, like just follow what you were telling me to do one step at a time.
0: Yeah. You know, I think to kind of sum up, I mean, there's so much nuance to your success, Megan, but The word trust is, I think, a huge part of what's made you successful and actually trusting the journey, this process, the guidance that you were given. Mm -hmm. But I think also there's a really big point of self-reflection and your ability to problem solve that is necessary when you're approaching any goal, but Mm -hmm. to look back on your food logs, be honest with yourself. Even when you think you're doing everything right and not that you didn't want to make changes, but being able to look and be like, okay, even if I am doing everything right, what can I do better? Mm -hmm. What can I tweak or change or this if I'm also not where I want to be? I think that paired with trust once again are such important messages that I think you can continue to take on your journey, but also other women can definitely take from this episode because- those things have to happen alongside. Yeah. Knowing a calorie budget. Yeah. Knowing a protein target. Yeah. Going to the gym. Like that's the stuff that's going to help you make progress after you're stuck and you've lost a little bit of weight. That's the type of progress or, you know, that's the type of approach that's going to help you, you know, make tweaks when you, maybe you got a little bit off track and you're trying to get back on the wagon, right? Like all these normal events. And so for you to be able to, Trust and do something a different way because you had no other choice because nothing else was working, but also paired with being really self reflective in a non judgmental but more powerful way so you can make these changes. That I think is really why you're seeing this success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a very like self reflective person in general. I like love going to therapy. I love journaling. I love doing all these things.
0: My therapy based clients, meaning like my clients who go to therapy. Iconic. Yeah. Not that people who don't wear therapy and maybe have less trouble troubles
1: than you and I may have. Like we love you guys too. But self reflective queens see so
0: much more success. Yeah. I swear.
1: Yeah. I I've always been I've always been somebody who's very self reflective. But it's only been in the last like couple years where I've like told myself like it's okay if I'm wrong. You know. That's the other part of it is like I don't know everything. It's okay to say I don't know everything. And and that's how like that's how I get feedback. And I'm okay with getting feedback now. Like that's been a big journey that I've, you know, dealt with in therapy, like a lot, but, um, it's okay t- to have somebody tell you, you need to do something differently. It doesn't mean that I'm like wrong. And it mm-hmm. just means that I need help and that's okay. That's everybody's, everybody needs help. Oh,
0: I love it. Megan. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on this show. your
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's just been really nice. It's been really nice to talk about my journey. Cause it actually like I think picking it apart a little bit more is also really helpful.
0: And now it's like a therapy session.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a therapist,
0: guys. I'm a dietitian. Anyway, thank you, Megan. (laughs) Thank you.